ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. Welcome to Practice Dummies. I'm Bryce Murchie. Charles Taylor. Uh, remind me, Charles, did uh, did the Vikings play today? I don't know. I think uh, everyone seemed to think uh, it's, the, it's the divisional round, and I don't see them no, on the TV man, guide. Um, according to everybody, they were the greatest <laughs> team in the universe. I'm not sure what happened. What happened? Oh, man. It, they made Daniel Jones look like the next coming of Joe Montana. I think that's what it was. I mean, we, you and I combined. I mean, how many... How many Vikings fans combined do you think you we both know? At least two, three hundred? Yeah, too many. I mean, and plus, I grew up, I mean, I grew up in Minnesota, so I'm Vikings fan by proxy. So I definitely have seen all the iterations of what the Vikings are. And boy, that defense that they put on the field last week was ridiculous. And for them to act as though that Kirk Cousin was the end-all, be-all was was so silly to me. I polled some Vikings fans this week. I also about did the same about thing. some feelings or you know basically the basic question was blow it up yes or no. I'm always a blow it up guy, but I was interested in what they said. I got pretty much the same answers from everyone. It was blow it up, but mainly on the defense. Which, yeah, I I was a little bit more surprised to hear more people talking about the defense because I think uh, we kind of talked about it. You hear the narrative that it's all always Kirk Cousins, and it's like. That defense or the Giants offense was seven, I think, for nine on third down or eight of 11 on third down. It's like if you can't get off the field, it doesn't matter. Like Kirk Cousins was 31 of 38, 200 something yards or almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. And he barely got the time to touch the ball. The Giants had a 20 play drive, a 22 play drive with like 10 minutes or something like that. It's like that cannot happen. If you're the Vikings defense, that fourth down throw looks worse and worse. The more days went by, the more I thought about it. It looks even worse today. Really? To, to just, throw it three yards on fourth down, you have to let it rip. And I, I remember, I think I said couldn't. that to myself 30 or 50 different times watching uh, whether it was the play art or whether it was the actual replay of the play. But he couldn't. Um, Dexter Lawrence is in there. Yeah, is it Dexter? Yeah, Dexter Lawrence is in his face. I feel like if I just say the phrase "let it rip," a quarterback understands what that means. On fourth down, you do have to let it rip, right? To uh, was fucking um, Osborne. But what right? did I tell you for optics? Because he's not going to be able to step into that throw. All you see is him overthrow Osborne for a pick or throw it short. But for you gotta a pick. let it rip, right? Just throw it. Don't throw it three yards. To I get end. it, but in his mind. And I'm I'm not gonna pretend and be in his mind, but in his mind I get <laughs> I will. Holy shit, what's happening? <laughs> the only thing I think he's thinking, all right, what I say for optics, do I make this look like oh I'm trying to go for it and no one catches this ball? Or do I throw it to my athletic tight end Hawkinson, even though it's three yards, and hope he breaks a tackle? Because let's be if he does break that tackle, because everyone's out of that play and cleared out, he's he's running for a long time. Like, even though he, he's in terrible position to break a tackle, if he does, it's a long time. Because Dalvin Cook going out to the left, he can't get there. Osborne running that deep over curl or post, that's, yes, that's what you're looking for because they were doubling Justin Jefferson all day. He's not getting that ball to Justin Jefferson, so anyone thinking, oh, just throw it, he's going to get up and get it. He's not, with Dexter Lawrence in his face, there's not a chance he's getting the ball down there. So Osborne is definitely what you're looking for. 
But again, with Dexter Lawrence getting in his face, it's optics wise, it just looks different that he throws it there. It's still incompletion. But let's talk about going back to the defense. He doesn't even get to that drive doesn't even happen if Darius Slayton doesn't drop a ball on third and what was it, third and fifteen. And he was going to get that first down, but he dropped that pass. Biggest drop of the playoffs so far. Like, Even though they ended up winning, that was the biggest uh, mistake of the playoffs so far. Absolutely. But that would have been, again, on the defense, and no one would have, you know, Kirk Cousins doesn't even get that opportunity to have those plays. So it's, I think, again, optics-wise, it sucks that, yeah, that's the decision that he made. But realistically, there is, there is no, if we're going to go back to stat that AWS, the probability, <laughs> the probability of getting that pass off to anyone else, is pretty low with Dexter Lawrence in his face right there. It just felt like it was just sad. It all happened so fast. I wasn't ready for the Viking season to end that fast. I was definitely ready for it to end and was calling this for a few weeks, um, as like millions of other people were. So this doesn't yeah. seem like it doesn't seem like the biggest upset fraud uh, revealing of all time, but it it still happened pretty 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 rapidly, and. Um, you know, and Vikings fans seem pretty savvy enough at this point. Like they do understand that it is the defense. Like I, like the majority of people did actually. They they know who Ed Donatel is. You know, the the average NFL fan doesn't really know who their D coordinator is. But like most Vikings fans, they kind of get it. Yeah, they and honestly, I don't even know if you can fully put it on him. They need a hit on some draft picks on the defense. So this roster might look radically different. I think a lot of cap casualties are coming, and like, yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a need for the fact some that rebuilding. Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson are their best DBs. Goodbye in their age, and not nothing against them. Harrison Smith, I believe, just got an extension. Which whoa, still, um, but still, he could be bye bye. It's it's just yeah, you can't all what all the guys they've drafted in the last few years, bust shot arrested something like that it's just you know it's gonna have to start in the draft for the first time in a long time it is actually gonna have to start in the draft i think there's uh plenty of cap casualties unfortunately coming guys like kendrick's guys like Thielen. so this just felt like uh like one last ride one last um go with it with this iteration of the vikings and it was you know basically rest in peace to you know 2017 2022 viking squad this yeah. seemed like it was it and to put the cherry on the top of this Going back to Daniel Jones cannot, or one offensive thing, Daniel Jones cannot have more rushing yards than Dalvin Cook. I don't know. I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, as an objective it, fan looking out, it yeah. Al it almost but, seemed like he was just counting one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Go. I don't see anything go. Yeah. yeah, it could have been just as simple as that. His first playoff game, like, things are going to suck anyways, Daniel, so just take off and run. The Minnesota sports fan is, like, a really fascinating creature, though, isn't it? Like... In their heads, like the entire galaxy, the, the fabric of the entire universe was woven to oppose the Minnesota sports fan in their mind. Like they truly believe everything and everyone is against them. Although none of their franchises have been a total disaster lately. There's been playoff appearances by the Wolves and plenty of them by the Vikings. Although obviously no championships, but like pretty consistent franchises, all things considered. I think there's just... I don't want to say there's been a lot of heartbreak. I think there's just been so much. When you look at just sports in general, a spot that you don't think of, Minnesota, but they've had so much talent come through that they weren't able to win. I think that that's I think that's where it comes from a little bit. When you got guys like Garnett, guys like AP, and obviously a lot of states or a lot of teams can say this, but again, a little hole in the spot place like Minnesota 
even though it's a big city, no one really puts them in major market. Twin cities, or, Twin cities got to be comparable to like Denver, Seattle, you know, maybe that tier of market. So not small by any means. Yeah, but I just maybe, and that could be just how I watch media. But you don't really hear anyone talking about the Vikings. Obviously, this year is a little bit more of an anomaly with Justin Jefferson some that. But I mean, over the course of let's say the Christian Ponder days and the AP days, and when they had some really good guys come through, even the Darren Sharper days before he was doing what he was doing. Um, yeah, I don't feel like anyone really talked about them. But then, like I said, to have guys like Randy Moss, the Chris Carters, the John Randalls, and all these really, really talented players come through the team and not get a championship, that definitely kind of sucks. They've always got the built-in, well, yeah, we're not the big, we're not the biggest market. We're not the biggest city. So, yeah, that's, I guess. Like, I don't think they're OKC marketer by any no. means. But as far as, like I said, some of the historical players to come, like, even, like, if you look at some of those crazy defensive spots where, like, you have, like, those crazy anomaly uh, Cowboys defense, Steelers defense, they were able to get, you know, one, two, or three rings. You, like, none of those awesome Viking teams that went 14-2 and two or, you know, the Danny Green years, they can't, they can't come away with a championship. So I, I can understand it from that aspect when you see an organization like Baltimore get a championship with Trent Dilfer at quarterback, you know? Obviously, they had an awesome defense, but yeah. So it's not it's not necessarily championship windows like like we'd be used to, but, you know, it's like those little dirty windows that are um, kind of almost blacked out in bathrooms, you know? Like, that's their version. That's their championship window. So, you know, I get it, but... God, more more success than a lot of franchise and lifts. And they're At winning the Vikings. Is, their championship franchise is the Minnesota Lynx. Yeah. But the fucking Vikings have been pretty consistent. Ziggy Wolf, at least if your if your football team's consistent, that must mean you have an above average owner. Absolutely. Right? Like they they have Absolutely. been in the mix. Who doesn't matter the coach or the GM, they've been in the mix, seems like every other year. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. They have a good year or a really good year and then down year on the back end or something like or kind of like that let down year. They're consistent at being inconsistent. Like mm-hmm. it's it, every year, every two years, playoff appearance, playoff win. It's just never the. It's obviously never the Super Bowl. But like fuck, and they use that as the excuse of like, well, it's not good enough. I'm like, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. Like you don't appreciate the good. I would appreciate the good. That's why I'm always a proponent of yeah. It could be a lot worse, man. And obviously. Little jaded being a Patriots fan, but still, it's like... Being a Bears fan, I see them succeed all the time, and I'm like, what are you complaining about? The shit looks good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely interesting when you see, when you are see like those diehard fans, that, yeah, the world is crumbling. They, cla- just, they claim not to take it that hard, but they do. They take it seriously, but they also pretend not to. It's this weird, like, it's this weird face they put on. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to call it. There's Minnesota Nice, and then there's, like, Minnesota Vikes. It's like the push, like the... The, the the shield you have to put up to act like it doesn't hurt you, but we know it hurts you. Like, it's okay. Uh, just don't... I don't know. What's the solution? Just don't expect too much? Don't don't look at all these one-score games and think you're fucking world beaters next time? Just enjoy it, you know? Just be happy you're not... Yeah, you're not one of these below-average teams. You're not the Washington Redskins, and you're not the Browns, even though... ADL, they, paging ADL. Charles said Redskins. Oh, man. Whoops. Dude, you know what's crazy? Watch any... If you just look at the crowd of any they're Commander's all, they're games... All, they're all red. 
you don't see a single commander's jersey. All that shit says <laughs> Redskins. That's all it says. I'm sorry. Not a single person <laughs> is buying commander's gear because that team's probably going to get sold again and get a new cha- or name change. It's going to be like the uh, Bezos conveyor line or something, conveyor belts. The, the drones. What about the drones? That works, right? Washington, D.C., we send drones places, kill people. That works. That actually is pretty that'd badass. Be, that'd, be, that'd be very badass. That, that works on multiple levels. Ve- <laughs> that is wow. So with this Bengals team going back to the AFC championship game, it's almost the same exact roster, only they made upgrades to the O-line, but a lot of those upgrades are out. Out, yeah. They either out for the season like Lyle Collins or they were missing a couple more guys today, but the same team, the same line is going back to the title game. Which is um, crazy. It's fucking insane. Um, how many people do you think are like relieved? They don't have to explain that whole like neutral site shit to people. Because I'm re- I'm a little bit relieved, I'll admit. Yeah, I mean, there was going to be a whole to do if that happened. Yeah, I mean, getting all these people to Atlanta. Imagine for the, the amount of Google site. searches, dude, that people would have to be doing on their couches next Sunday, being like, "Wait, why are Chiefs and Bengals playing?" And like, dude, it would have been a mess. Yeah. Even yeah. with the week of preparation, <laughs> people would have been fucking confused. I'm so happy that's not happening. Bunch of people were showing up to the wrong stadium in Chip Gum game day. <laughs> yeah, they have to sell, they have to settle for like a like a softball game, like a scrimmage softball game. Just the whole field of at dreams. The, just, the build, school. just build a stadium, or yeah, build a stadium somewhere in the in some fields and walk <laughs> walk the boys out. They uh, fuck. I think uh, I think some. There was one stadium. I don't know if it was Philly fans or Bills fans who had to like buy tickets to a lacrosse game so they could tailgate early. Do you remember that? I think no. that was last night. I think that was Philly fans last night at the really? Eagles game. No, at Lincoln Financial. There was, uh, in order to tailgate earlier, they bought tickets to a lacrosse game, which was either taking place in, Le- in Lincoln Financial or across the street, but um, it was so close to the parking lot that they were able to get started early. That's barbecue hilarious. Early. Fuck yeah. I didn't really have a horse in the Bengals. Bills race. Uh, I think uh, this might sound shitty. I think the Bills getting eliminated is actually probably best for DeMar Hamlin right now. There's there's a lot of journalists and reporters who are kind of punching the air right now, I feel like, just because, you know, they're going to have to go Emmy fishing somewhere else. You know, go find some other tragedy lake to go fish in. But um, yeah, I just yeah, think there's so the much production around all of it. Yeah, it just... Yeah, it kind of takes away from the situation and it's in and of itself. And maybe that's just something that naturally happens because of how things are covered now. But yeah, I'm not, I don't particularly like it personally. It it doesn't really hit home for me. It's like I saw the incident. I hated every moment of it. But we don't need like seven Maria Taylor sit down interviews about it. You know, so um, talking to random Joe Blow, (laughs) like that, they no offense to CBS, but yeah. They did something on it and just rant, talking to random Bills residents and Cincinnati resident. Like, I don't need to know how Chris Blockanovich from Buffalo felt when it Chris happened. Chris Blockanovich is a good dude, man. I, he knows ball. I just, yeah, I don't know. And then obviously with that happening, so many people are signing up for CPR classes. Like, if you didn't know how okay. to perform CPR... Before this, I mean, obviously, all right, good, uh, something all right, good start, good something thing. good came yeah, out of it, right. but you should be CPR certified before this happened. Yeah, what everybody? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I've done it once. I don't. Does does uh, do you get that certification no. forever? No, you, you got to get it renewed. Fuck, how many times you got to redo it? I think it's every three and a half, four years, something like that. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> I was about to get mad at it, but I was like, wait, it's about trying to save someone's life. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, that's something I've had. Think uh, going on twelve years now. 
Mm. AAD too. So sick. If we ever get an AED in here, and Ooh. one of us, or if you go down, I can bring you back to life. Literally. Okay. Well, I want to see what the afterlife's like for like two minutes, All and right. then you can bring me back. So I didn't watch the game. It was apparently on ESPN. Once I caught wind of the Shannon Sharp, T. Morant, Grizzlies scuffle, I quickly found out it was on ESPN. So I w- that, that's a perfect way to spend a Friday night. That's the perfect like weird, um, what the fuck you mean? Who did what story on a Friday night? Um, I. I know that Shannon probably does. He live in Los Angeles full time. Is that why? Yeah. But I've never seen him at any Lakers games though. Even though he's a big LeBron guy, I never see him there. Neither have I. But he's been at the last few because I remember I saw a clip of him and LeBron dapping up or something like that, like maybe two, three weeks ago. And so I think within like the last month, he's maybe been to a couple of games. But yeah, I was I was at the bar Friday night, and the game was kind of on, and I just didn't really think anything of it. Glance up at it. But just happened to be yeah, on the phone, kind of messing around. And that's, yeah, pops up, watch the clip, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, is this an instance of like a TV guy hamming it up for the cameras? Or is, is Shannon Sharp not even a TV guy? He's just naturally this guy, which makes him great for TV. Is Would he have done this had he not been, if, if he wasn't the undisputed co-host? Like, would he be jawing at Dylan Brooks? Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, basically I kind of looked into it a little bit and it said, or he said, basically it was before halftime and it started off with him just saying Dylan Brooks was too small uh, to guard LeBron and Dylan Brooks said, fuck you. And then Shannon being Shannon, like, you're not going to call me on my name. So he said, fuck you. He said, fuck you right back or something like that. And that's when it started. He said, come right here. If you see him point in the video, he's like, Come come stand right here and say that shit. And then obviously everybody kind of walks over. But I mean, a couple of fuck yous. Yeah, the fight's not going to start over a couple of fuck yous. Like celebrity broadcaster TV man is not throwing hands with an active player. That's I, I'm confident in saying that's never going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it, I don't think. First of all, I don't think any of those guys are swinging on Shannon. But if they were foolish enough. I definitely think. Shannon's putting hands on all them cats. I don't think anybody in the NBA likes to swing. They like to no. talk until their teammates grab them. No, I, I haven't seen anybody swing in years. No, every scuffle looks just like what it looked like. Yeah. It just happened to be Shannon Sharp on the other side. Yeah. But if there was something, Shannon Sharp definitely putting hands on them boys. The closest thing that came into my mind to this was the, um, the, the Charles Oakley... Madison Square Garden thing a couple years ago when Charles Oakley got tossed out. James Dolan, the Knicks owner, um, he and Oakley were beefing or something. Oakley buys his own ticket, is a couple rows away from him. Do you remember this? It was like five years ago. No. Oakley got tossed out of Madison Square Garden with like eight or nine security guards. Oakley's like six eight, still yeah. a motherfucker. So it took a lot of guys. But That's that was crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't vividly remember that. Now, do they talk- I remember the Spike Lee thing when he yeah. was getting yeah, when he was trashing Dolan. Now, do they? Do you think Skip and Shannon talk about this Monday morning first thing, or will it be like maybe an hour into the show once well, they're the, done talking football? The article that I read, I guess it was because it was already a clip. I think he had gone on ESPN and talked about it, but I assume I assume it's gonna get talked about Monday morning. Skip didn't say anything. I haven't seen like a tweet or anything from Skip. I was disappointed in him. Wow, <laughs> like you said, he's gonna come in with a Dylan Brooks jersey yeah. on Monday morning. Oh <laughs> <laughs> fuck! I mean, even Shannon Char- Shannon Char probably didn't know who Dylan Brooks was until like last year. I wouldn't be surprised. Like hardly anybody knows who Dylan fucking Brooks is. Like fucking talking to Shannon. But Sharp. I think he said some stuff about. I mean, obviously being a broadcast or not broadcaster, but the daily analyst. He's talked. They've he's talked about them before. He said 
I mean, he's talked about the Grizzlies just being but you can't a take team who hasn't seriously. done anything yet. Or No, obviously not, but... Who are these people still taking these talking heads? How are you still taking them seriously? You got to know who they are or what they are at this point. They're just constructs. You can't get mad at them. You can't put emotion into them. No, not even a little bit. That's why it's just it's just funny to watch. It's, they're just characters, which I'm not mad at. Just, I watch it for what it is. Obviously, they're still smart. Some of them, I mean, a lot of them. I guess. Smart enough to do this job and, uh, you know, maybe pander to the lowest hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're smart. But I mean... As far as like Shannon talking football, I, I trust his opinion talking football, yes. other sports, whatever. But I can, yeah, I can take him talking about football for what it is, even if I don't necessarily agree with everything that he's saying. Yeah. Do you, I, he's, he's got to be under, con- I don't know if he and Skip's contracts line up at all at Fox, but uh, Skip's been with Fox for almost like eight, nine years, almost coming up on. So I don't know that. I don't think that show is in danger. Like people like to talk mm-hmm. about the drama or like is Shannon really mad at Skip? And now this happens. Like it was just, it's been a weird two weeks for the boys. Well, I think what happened, um, there was, I think it was a year or two ago where uh, they were trying to get Skip and Stephen A back together. That's going to so be. I think that re, so I think they re, he re up with Fox and they are, he's staying there. So I think, yeah, like you said, I don't think the show is going to be going anywhere as far as anything changing. You know, the only chance Skip and Stephen A get back together is if we get another Doctor Strange multiverse movie. <laughs> that's that that's what I was looking for. I was hoping that one of the portals would be those two boys uh, linked back up. But no, uh, Shannon's had a rough week. I wouldn't call it rough. It's probably perfect for someone in his line of work. You yeah. know, you pro- even if they have fu- something to talk about. Yeah, even if TV people, movie people, you fuck up. It's like it's not. It's not bad. Fuck ups aren't bad for them. Not at, at, at f- this point in time. Yeah, nah, you could do. Almost salacious shit, and it's gone by the end of the week. If that wasn't Shannon Sharp running his mouth, getting into it with security and players, how quickly is that motherfucker tossed forever? Out. Well, that's the thing. He's, I'm pretty sure he has talked to, like when LeBron was throwing people out, when he threw out that one couple just because they were talking a little bit of shit on the sideline. Yeah. It's like, okay, sorry. They, they paid almost just as much, if not more money to be there. Then Shannon did, even though he has a recognition to be courtside. So for him to say those things and he's able to come back after halftime, obviously, if that, yeah, if he's not Shannon Sharp, not saying he shouldn't because life isn't fair. You're, be, you, you're, be who you can afford to be. You're kicked out, you're banned, you might get arrested and shit. Like your life, your life takes a drastic turn that Friday night because you had a couple too many and you mouthed off to uh, Dylan Brooks. How bad is Patrick Mahomes' ankle hurting today? Uh, we're taping this day after uh, Saturday's divisional games. Uh, high ankle sprain, turned it on the inside. Was that right? He turned it on the other side. The yeah, side you don't expect it. Exactly. How bad is he fucking hurting today? Um, If they didn't shoot it up with Toradol at halftime, which I assume they probably did. If that's everybody. Everybody on everybody like Twitter is like, yo, fucking Toradol. Like, like everybody's on top of it now. Everyone's like a little detective thinking they know he got injected. We don't know. No, we, we don't. We actually don't. But because there's only a couple teams. I know there's a couple teams that don't, but there's a, there's so many guys that are, are still shooting up Toradol. A couple teams don't? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Green Bay, they don't use. Um, the only reason I know this because AJ Hawk. Oh, okay. um, but is, yeah, they didn't have they didn't have tour at all. But there's so many places. Yeah, you shoot it up. Is it available to every team if they want it? Yeah, you just okay. have to sign a waiver. Okay, Jesus, twenty seven seventeen Chiefs, something like that. Um, yeah, fifth straight year that 
Arrowhead's going to be hosting the uh, AFC title game. And for as much for as much as people don't like, uh, you know, Nick Wright on Fox, yeah. as, for as much as a dweeb as that guy is, he's been he's been right about one thing this year. He's been right about two things his whole career. One was how much of a you know team of brats the Golden State Warriors were with Kevin Durant. The second thing has been um, Patrick Mahomes not getting the credit for being uh, Patrick Mahomes anymore. We seem to want to give credit to everybody who comes in like second mm-hmm. to him. How so, we uh, kind of anointed Josh Allen, <laughs> Joe the... Burrow. Even though Burrow's got one on Pat Patrick Mahomes, no, like, he's undefeated against him. Yeah, yeah. Like the, oh, I yeah. guess I get playoffs and then yeah. So it, it, like we somehow get enamored with like who comes in second or third, and we somehow forget about Patrick because mm-hmm. like it's a norm. It's a yeah. norm for him. Which which makes us sound so fucking spoiled, dude. When we think about Patrick Mahomes, it's like yeah, yeah. But like, and and then what? Like. And what now? Like what next? It's like, oh no, 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 no! This is no. this has to, this is the here and now, and we have to enjoy it. That's the thing, man. We get so enamored with with what we have and think, oh yeah, there's something that has to come and be better. You know, the next product or the next thing is like, no, witness and enjoy this for what it is. Like, we are not, we haven't seen this ever. Some of the things that he is doing is insane, and on top of it, he's got an all time great head coach. You know, Andy Reid, great play caller. Like, just to be a fly on the wall of what they do to game plan on a weekend would be so cool because it looks like they have so much fun. And, yes, we definitely take it for granted. And believe me, I do get annoyed when everybody acts, like, super basic with Mahomes. It's like, whoa, another sidearm throw. It's like, yeah, he's done 10,000 of them. Like, I do get annoyed at the little shit like that. But That annoys me but because o- he's not the first yeah. either. But overall, like, we do have to—it is a little bit of a Steph Curry thing, but we do have to kind of uh, respect the dude more than we do, I think, which sounds crazy. Kyle Shanahan is— uh, one went away from going to another Super Bowl. I, I kind of rag on the dude sometimes. It's like, okay, your your offense is pretty cool. It's pretty fancy pants. You do some pre-snap motion. That's cool. But can you le- hold on to a lead in a Super Bowl now? Like, can we do this for real? Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's, uh, I mean, the same thing happened with Sean. I mean, he went to his first one very quickly, lost it. And then, obviously, they had the up and down after getting rid of Gurley and some of those guys that they paid all that money but he had to reload and get there. But I think outside of the nepotism thing, I think Kyle Shanahan may not get enough credit either as far as being, I mean, scheming up different runs. And obviously his father was a good run screamer. I mean, from the TDs and all those guys that had all those rush yards with him. But if you just watch the way, like some of that stuff gets schemed up, it is cool to see, the holes that get created for some of these guys. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's not a no-name, but the Isaiah Mitchell is back to the Mosters, so some of those guys that they've had come through. I think he he should definitely get a little bit more credit. And then John Lynch is, I mean, GM. Like, they... Talk about a partnership. Those yeah. guys have been there for, what, five years, six years going on now? And they continue to hit. Yeah. Tuafanga at safety. Obviously, their line is littered with cats from Warner, you know, to Bosa, to... Is they keep hitting, and then now to hit on Tredavious or not Tredavious? Yeah, Tr- is it Tredavious Ward? Charder, Ch- Tr- yeah, Chart something. Moody Ward, something Ward. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, but like they're yeah they're hitting on the back end now as well. Like if you can say, like I said earlier, that you got rid of DeForest Buckner and you you're doing just fine, 
That's but, pretty special. That's yeah. hard to do. That's hard to trade a pro bowler and still be monsters like that. Yeah, that's that's like a that's a front office and a coaching staff, a head coach being in total sync. And uh, there's I don't see anything else like it in the league. So I mean, for as much shit, I can say as much as I want about Shanahan. It doesn't change the fact that he's uh, running a machine. We're lined up for some fun. Yeah, some real good on good. Can't be afraid of it. It's what we do it for. Uh, that's practice dummies for the week. I'm Bryce Murchie. Charles Taylor. Good week. Yes, sir.